Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Yeah, uh, welcome to the new year. Um, our last episode was meant to go out last year, but there was uploading issues. We we keep having those. Sorry. Yeah, we're looking into that. There is a chance that we might have to contact our um, provider um, who helps us with all the uploading and everything. I'm blanking on the name of the company right now, but we're clearly having issues because some of our episodes have not been going out on time. Or yeah, or just not at all, as we discovered, you know, as we were going through for prepping for this one. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a whole episode missing that should have uploaded, and we didn't catch it because yeah, holidays uh, and craziness. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, actually, it was the episode that Heather wasn't here. So you'll hear us talking about the episode that Heather wasn't here, and you won't know what that means because Heather didn't miss one. Mm-hmm. Either way, just to um, make things even yeah. weirder. <laughs> Yeah, happy new year, new year, new virus, maybe. That's what we're going to call this one anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a, a little tongue-in-cheek. We were trying to think of something interesting to call it instead of just, let's do a COVID-19 update. Yeah, but it is important to do as cases are going back up again. Mm-hmm. And there are a multitude of variants that we've had to deal with in 2020 and 2021. And, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be really nice if we can maybe get that under control. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're not going to go super deep into the scientific-y stuff, uh, because yeah. Heather already did one of those uh, <laughs> at the start of uh, the pandemic, and while and all the variants share that same sort of baseline, so while there are difference or variants, you know, as, as they're called, um, they are very similar in origin. So if you'd like to yeah. hear more about that... Heather did a wonderful job of doing that. Uh, so that's Thank a you. few episodes back in our in our catalogue. Yeah, I mean, you definitely shouldn't listen to it expecting to pass a biology test <laughs> oh, <laughs> with the information. But it it is a decent episode that explains some of the basics of how the virus works and why certain things work in fighting the coronavirus and certain things don't. Um. And yeah, and unfortunately, cover... there's all these new variants <laughs> coming out. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it, you also covered in that episode about the fact that viruses like to mutate quite a lot. So. They do. Well, DNA in general is constantly mutating all the time anyway. It's just mm. that the majority of mutations that occur when your body is copying over strands of DNA uh, don't do anything. There's so much data in our DNA strands that doesn't actually affect anything in an obvious way that most things that mutate when dna doesn't copy over perfectly doesn't do anything it's kind of like i was trying to think of a like an easy way to describe it it's kind of like when you photocopy something and the photocopy is never as perfect as the original like maybe there's a smudge somewhere on the screen or something so now your photocopy has a smudge but then the smudge gets bigger or changes location every time you photocopy another copy of it so as you do it you get a worse and worse and worse copy until finally the one you end up with doesn't look like anywhere near as perfect and amazing as your original 
Mm-hmm. And that's and also just copying a copy just makes everything blurry and the detail goes because it's mm-hmm. taking forever. Exactly. And Anything it's like wrong with the copy transfers to the next copy and so on. Mm-hmm. It it would also be kind of like keep on compressing MP3. Like, and then putting it into a wave format and then back into an MP3. Mm-hmm. And you keep on compressing down the thing. Eventually, you know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's not going to be as crisp as clear and it's going to sound weird. Correct. And in a similar way, because there's so many copies being made of the DNA for viruses because of how quickly it tries to replicate itself. Like, there's it's constantly replicating, constantly trying to spread. And it does it very quickly and it does it a lot. And so unfortunately what happens in that way is that there's so many more mutations happening because there's so many more replications happening. And during that time frame, any mutations that actually do have an effect that end up being beneficial to the virus end up sticking around. And so that's how we've ended up with two variations of the virus so quickly. Because it replicated and replicated, and then, then Delta happened, and whatever mutation happened in Delta was beneficial, so it stuck. And then it's the yeah. same thing now with Omicron. Mm-hmm. And now there's the Fluorona, which is it's another new thing, question mark. I'm not entirely sure about what that is. So, Fluorona... <laughs> Hi, Mowgli. Uh, Fluorona is a thing that people have been talking about uh, recently. It's basically um, like what they call a co-infection. Mm-hmm. So what can happen anytime you have a, an infection, whether it's viral or bacterial or what have you, is that your body's immune system is already fighting one infection. So it's already somewhat weakened because a portion of your immune system, your defense system, is already focused on fighting the one infection. Because of that, it makes it easier for you to get a secondary infection. So basically what's happening to these people who are going around saying they got flu-rona is that they're ending up with flu symptoms and COVID symptoms at the same time. Now, in some cases, they may have actually gotten themselves tested and actually did have COVID. Like, that's entirely possible. But either way, it's people who are basically having the symptoms of corona and the symptoms of a flu. And they have decided to call it flu-rona. Because why not? What a terrible name. What a terrible name. It probably came out of Florida. I mean, that's true. I guess so. Fair enough. That would be my guess. I don't know where the first instance of the fluorona word was used. Um, but it's definitely, um, they've apparently, according to the Washington Post, there have been instances of fluorona uh, detected in countries including the United States, Israel, Brazil, the Philippines, and Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely something that's happening the worldwide. And honestly, it's, I mean, it sucks, but in some ways it's not that surprising, especially when you consider the fact that this is flu and cold season. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to be having to deal with both COVID stuff and regular I mean, flu stuff. Honestly, we're just, we're going to be dealing with COVID forever now. 
like viruses are very, very, very hard to get rid of. And they mutate a lot. And Mm -hmm. ones like the COVID-19 virus um, or, you know, like the flu virus where it mutates very easily and ends up with a lot of different strains and variants is even harder to get rid of because with the way vaccines work, uh, which I have gone over in other episodes, so I don't know if we necessarily need to get into it now, but with the way vaccines work, they're very targeted on specific strains because that's how they work. Each different strain, because it's a mutation, has to have a slightly different vaccine for it. And that's why, unfortunately, vaccines that are for things like flu viruses, they can't. it's really hard to make them foolproof. They're like, you're never going to catch every single version because things mutate all the time. Yeah, that's why you have to have one every single flu season mm-hmm. uh, if you have flu, flu shots. Um, um, so, yeah. Hopefully, at least we can get people to, you know, like, not be dying from it. That would be great, because while the flu is perhaps less severe, and also long COVID has probably more severe long-lasting things, even if you do recover from it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not super familiar with the flu virus, I've got to be honest. But. I mean, it depends on how bad the flu virus is. And the thing is, if with the flu, a lot of people, again... Any kind of upper respiratory infection or anything like that, your system's already fighting one infection, so it makes you more susceptible to another. Yeah. So the thing is, even though the flu itself doesn't necessarily, like, there have been some variations of the flu that were very deadly mm-hmm. in history. But in general, your average cold flu that we get throughout the cold season doesn't really kill most people. However, if your immune system is already weak or if you get a really bad case or if you end up getting some sort of secondary infection because of the first virus, then bad things can happen. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, we could look at some general sort of statistics while we're on that kind of topic, I guess. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, honestly, the statistics are kind of depressing because it keeps spreading. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, I was actually looking at like the the more popular, ones, like not popular ones, the better ones. Like, hey, all the vaccines that are happening. <laughs> um, like we have, like in the U.S., you have about sixty-two percent of people fully vaccinated, and seventy-four point two percent of people, at least on the track to get them vaccinated, which is great. I mean, it's pretty good. I wish it was higher. I mean, yeah, but unfortunately, there are always going to be people who are against vaccinations for whatever reasons, whether they can have them, whether they don't believe in vaccinations, whether they're allergic to them. There's, there's obviously quite a big sort of mitigation into that. So I'm just hoping a, a decent chunk of them are because they physically can't have it. I wish that was the case, but knowing what I know about my own country, I don't think that's the case. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, There is also a lovely map Mm -hmm. um, of your country, speaking of your country, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. which shows where people are doing pretty well and where people are really not doing well. (laughs) Um, Oregon is doing really well. Mm-hmm. We've got 
Oh, where else did you say? I'm trying to find it. Uh, There's Hawaii's doing uh, okay. Yeah, Hawaii is doing really well. Hawaii, I mean, any of our islands, which we don't have that many, but most of our islands, um, (laughs) as soon as this started happening, they shut borders. And because of that, most of our islands didn't have it too bad. Mm. So places like Hawaii are okay. Yeah. And um, Puerto Rico is... Decently doing mm-hmm. Yeah, so Hawaii, Puerto Rico, uh, some of our other smaller islands like St. Thomas and things like that, they're, they did okay mm-hmm. in terms of not having um, a, as much craziness because they basically closed borders and kept people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then on, your, on the mainland, you've got Oregon who's doing really well, and California who's doing decently well, actually. I'm a little surprised about that. I thought that they would have been doing worse, honestly. Uh, considering our um, population size, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people probably would expect our numbers to be way worse, but mm-hmm. our governor very much cracked down on everything as fast as he could. I mean, I'm by no means going to say that he's perfect, uh, I don't think I would ever say any politician is perfect, but <laughs> I do think that he did the best he could with what he had to work with yeah. and with the situation that he was put in. Yeah, uh, definitely it's uh, an awkward one to have to be thrown into, and you've got to make that judgment call, and when do you make it? Because obviously the sooner the better, but there's a there's a nebulous bit where it's like, oh, this isn't actually a problem yet, but then it rapidly becomes a problem because it's a virus. And then we look at Florida. <laughs> I know. Well, and you also have to deal with all the pushback of your citizens. Yeah, true. Like, well, unfor- no, I- California generally is a fairly liberal state. We have a lot mm. of big cities, and big cities tend to be more liberal in general. However... Yeah. We also have several sections of the state that are much more conservative and we're not happy about all of the mask requirements <laughs> and closures I, and things that we've been dealing with. I can understand both sides of that, especially when we're two years in and we're still having to wear masks, but mm-hmm. it's because we have we didn't do enough fast enough just in general. Well, and the funny thing is, like, I don't know what I don't know what it's like in England firsthand, obviously, because I'm not over there. But I know over here in the United States, people act so affronted. It's like you're asking them to, you know, change their hair color before they can go into a building or something. It's insane how upset they are that you would dare require them to wear a mask to protect themselves and other people. And um, my my favorite thing is when they're like, but I'm vaccinated. Well, yeah, you're vaccinated. What about the three-year-old that's walking two feet away from you? They can't be. Put your damn mask on. Yeah. Also, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you won't catch the virus. It means that you might have reduced symptoms, but you could still have it. You could still spread it. You it? could. It also doesn't mean you couldn't carry it and give it to somebody else. Just Absolutely. because you're vaccinated and your immune system fights it off doesn't mean you couldn't accidentally pass that virus on to someone else. Who couldn't fight it off mm-hmm. because they're immunocompromised or whatever. Um, right. In the UK, it's it's a bit of an awkward one. Uh, I know that while I'm working, I'm still always wearing a mask. Mm-hmm, me too. All the people uh, where, where I work are. 
pretty much, yeah, like, if you're working, you're in a mask. The problem is, is, like, most people walking around... Well, not most people. There's a good chunk of people who don't wear masks. Mm-hmm. And when, while we should enforce it when people go into buildings, the British aren't exactly great with confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm still wearing one, and Autumn wears one, and they are mandatory on buses, and they do actually, or, or just on public transport in general, they do actually crack down on that. Um, you, you do need those. But That's good. If you're in Enclosed specific, space. Yeah, in specific shops or stuff, you can walk in without one on, and you might just be allowed in. So. Yeah, over here, a lot of businesses... Um, depending on how big they are and what their corporate is like. There's a lot of businesses that have signs up talking about how California is requiring masks again. Mm. But if the client, if the owner pushes back hard enough, they or if the person, sorry, customer or person, whatever term you want to use, coming inside pushes back enough, a lot of, uh, I think a lot of employees have been instructed to sort of back off, partly because peop- we don't know who's going to become like violent about it. Do you know that's terrifying that you like people have been asked? Oh yeah, maybe don't because that person might actually attack you. Even if it's not a um, like brutal, violent, physical attack. I mean, Even people have been spit on. Yeah, it's just people have been uh, spit on or coughed on or sneezed on, and um. I don't people think are I'll be able to keep my cool. Uh, honestly, people are just stupid. Like my husband was on a plane, flying somewhere for work. He had to go. He had to go on a plane for work, and he had on his mask, and so did like everyone else in the airplane. Like you're supposed to. Yeah. The person who was sitting next to him, um, took off, kept taking off his mask. Uh huh. And at one point, um. I can't remember if he coughed or sneezed, but either way, he took his mask off to cough or sneeze because he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it inside the mask and get it dirty. And what you meant to do? Understandably, my husband was extremely upset, <laughs> and so they I actually moved him seen. to a different seat so that no one he didn't have to sit next to that person. And he like everyone around him was also glaring at this person. Like this was not a. This was not a my husband was being overly sensitive. This was like everyone that was also sitting around my husband was kind of giving the guy WTF looks. Well, I'm just going to say it like, like it is. Uh, I, I'm uh, fairly well acquainted with your husband. Mike's great. <laughs> uh-huh. He's in, He is one of the most laid back and relaxed people I've ever met. So to mm-hmm. get him riled up, that would be quite impressive. But I could absolutely see that being the case. Because like, it's, it's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just terrifying. Stupid. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we've done our usual thing and just kind of rambled on for a bit. So I think we should maybe go into our quote unquote mid roll. You know, it happens at some point in the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds good. So we'll get into that. We can cover some of the UK stats. Um, uh, obviously, they're on a small scale because we're tiny compared to you guys but we can sort of right so we'll be back in just a moment hi guys and welcome to this episode's mid-roll ish <laughs> Alrighty, hi everyone so like usual i want to start off talking about world anvil 
World Anvil is an amazing website. It's worldanvil.com. They have amazing tools that let you basically create a completely fleshed out and robust and amazing world uh, wiki for anything you've created, whether it's for your campaigns that you're running as a game master or for any books you might be writing as an author. It lets you flesh out those worlds that you've created in a lot of different ways, including links between characters and locations and maps and all this in just insane, amazing tools. It's worldanvil.com. You can sign up for free. And if you like their free features, which there's quite a few that are free, then you can actually sign up for a paid subscription to get to the next level and next set of tools, depending on what you need and what you want for your world. But we definitely recommend you check it out. It's worldanvil.com. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other people we love to talk about include the fine folks over at Castle Die Hard at dieharddice.com. They specialize in all kinds of dice. They originally started with their middle dice, which they created their molds for. They've expanded into so many different lines that we've talked about many, many times, like their Spellbinder series of dice, which use two different column uh, and variations uh, throughout the dice. Their multi-class series, which uh, are magnetic on the inside and clip together, so you can have two different sides of dice, which are wonderful. They have great accessories like uh, their metal meeples for tabletop game boards, uh, their scrolls of rolling which are great for having a dice uh, dice roller and a dice storage and something that folds up and is very easy to, to travel with. They've got their pop-up dice trays as well. Anything that you can sort of need for your tabletop gaming needs whether that's D&D or just any sort of other systems that you're, that you're playing with. You can use the code Dice Dragons for 10% off now. Um, now that their whole festive sales have ended, but it's still a great discount. Uh, they have free shipping domestically for US folks and discounted shipping for the rest of the world. We love them, we've loved them going on mm -hmm. uh, so many years now. So, yeah, please feel free to check them out and roll with the best at Die Hard Dice. Hi there, folks, this is post uh, recording Russ. Just a quick update, uh, Die Hard Dice now have a new code for the new year, uh, we hadn't got it uh, all set up with uh, with actually having it when we recorded, so this is me just jumping in to let you know that the new code is NERDSMITH22, yeah that's NERDSMITH22, uh, still gives you the 10% discount like we talked about just, and yeah that's really all I have to say, and uh, now we're going to go back into the episode which uh, we talked about some more COVID stuff. So, yeah, uh, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you all uh, very soon. <clears throat> Alrighty then. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the second half-ish. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I just wanted to cover some of our sort of things. Um... Uh, for like our stats and stuff uh, for the US we said that you had 205 million uh, fully vaccinated folks mm -hmm. in the it UK, should be higher it should be higher in the UK we have 47 million people with uh, second doses uh, this doesn't track the new boosters that we've been having, unfortunately. But in total, we have 134 doses administered. Uh, 134 doses, that's it. 134 million doses. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting there. We're still trailing behind on what we really would like to be. Or, you know, I guess what 
I would like us to be at. Because yeah, I, mean, I was go gonna say. I mean, that's the case for a lot of countries, not just mine and yours, but a lot of countries don't have as many people going to get vaccinated as we should have, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, Mowgli, stop that. Okay. But, uh, since early 2021, the UK has had one of the, high, one of the world's highest testing rates, which is at least something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we have a lot of people who do at-home tests, which I know are not quite as accurate, but at least it's better than nothing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, I still do those. Uh, basically, all my family does uh, does those. Okay, we try and do them as often as possible. But uh, apparently, I actually heard about that you've got like a shortage on those kind of things. Yes, we ended up with a shortage right after the holidays. Yeah, because I was talking to a couple of other American friends who were trying to get some because they were not feeling super well, and they wanted to to know what was up. Mm-hmm. Because they have like uh, boosters. Um, booked and obviously if you've got symptoms and you need to get yourself checked for before you have can have the boosters and all that kind of thing but yeah i mean that that surprised me but also i guess your country's like a hundred times bigger than mine so maybe it should be surprising mm-hmm. uh did we go over the all the different variants i think we did go cover delta omicron florona uh, there's obviously uh, there's still a alpha and beta, but they're extremely similar and have not really done much since. Then. Yeah, alpha and beta, there wasn't really a whole lot of difference. Um, I mean, in terms of the specific variants, there's not really a whole lot of things specifically to go over for them. No, it's just the changes in what they've done in mutations. Yeah. <laughs> Mowgli wants to be in the episode. Apparently, I'm being pawed at. He doesn't want to be in my lap. He just wants to be, like, leaning on my armchair, poking at me, apparently. So you can't actually focus on things. Uh... Cats, ladies and gentlemen, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know what we could kind of do. Um, what kind of things, like, how much have you sort of opened yourself back up in regards to things? Like, are you still keeping yourself fairly locked in? Or... For me, personally? Yeah. Like, uh, like, we've covered, like, the sort of the facts and the stuff that we can cover without getting super into detail, but we could cover, like, what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how we're reacting to it, I suppose. I mean, I can tell you, for me personally, in terms of appointments, uh, sorry, dealing with the cat, in terms of opening up and going out and doing things, I really haven't done much um, at all. It doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, I haven't done too much of it. I will be honest and say that while Autumn's been here, we've been out a bit more, but we've been masked up and all that good stuff. Because it'd be a bit of a shame for her to come to this country and then not see any of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not, we've not, like, we're not going out every day. We're not being reckless with everything. Not kind of thing. Obviously, I've still got to go to work and I'm wearing masks then, but. Uh, uh, also boosted, got my 
boost of action, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get my booster. I haven't gotten it yet. Is there still a shortage on that stuff? Not so much. It's just that there's a shortage on appointment times. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I suppose that's a good thing, though, if that means like people are getting getting all the boosters, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to sort of cover anything else that we can see if there's anything else we should talk about while we're here. Oh, uh, I suppose what we could uh, actually mention is the uh, the backpedaling of your health organization a little bit in regards to when you um, have like symptoms. Um, they, it was to isolate for ten days, and now that's dropped down to five. I want to say. Yeah, so th- I I'd have to double check. I don't remember how much they de- they decreased it by. They did decrease it because they've found that the virus doesn't actually shed for as long as they thought it did. I'm not super familiar with what that would mean. So the way it works with um, a lot of infections and viruses in particular is that there's a very specific time frame where you're contagious where you can pass it on to someone else by just like you know walking through a room and sneezing or something okay so so like the particles are still coming off you correct you're still quote unquote shedding they call it shedding because it's like when cats and dogs shed fur and it leaves it everywhere and it leaves it everywhere so basically you only are shedding the virus or contagious with the virus for a certain time frame. They and gotcha. as things have progressed and they've had a chance to do more and more studies, they've discovered that with the COVID-19 virus, you're not shedding for as long as they thought. Part of the reason they were having you do a 10-day quarantine is because uh, a lot of viruses have a 7 to day 7 to 10 day incubation period. Right. Uh, yeah, that's definitely where we were starting. Yeah. In fact, in, I think in the UK we were actually going a little bit above that. I think we were at 12 days at one point. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of viruses, if you're exposed, can take 7 to 10 days for you to show symptoms. So that's why if you're exposed, they want you to quarantine yourself for 7 to 10 days. However, if you've actually had corona, had COVID-19, tested positive, whatever, and your symptoms are gone, they've discovered that after a, sh- a certain time frame, which is that more in that five-day range, you aren't shedding the viruses anymore. Okay. So, so like, as long as this... you've been symptom-free and stuff for however yeah. many days, you are not shedding the virus as much, and that's why they're looking at decreasing some of the restrictions. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, if you just are exposed to someone who could have it, you've got to quarantine a little longer because you could still get it. Mm-hmm. And then if you actually do get it, you just got to quarantine for a little less. Okay, I guess I can I can see why that would make sense. I just I I, I remember hearing something about it, uh, or more more likely reading about it on Twitter. But the problem is with Twitter is it's full of misinformation, so I wasn't entirely sure <laughs> if it actually was a bad thing or if it was actually. So it's not a bad thing. It does make it more frustrating for anyone who has been exposed to the virus but didn't come back positive on a test. Because the thing is, because yes. with viruses and a lot of other 
infections. Things can sort of incubate in your system before you start showing symptoms, and it can take seven to 10 days for those symptoms to show up. That's why if you've been exposed, they want you to quarantine for like 10 days. The problem is that that can take quite a while. And even if you never have symptoms and never catch COVID, if you happen to live with the person who came back positive, your yeah. your quarantine can't start until theirs ends. Right. So they have a 10-day quarantine. And, and it yeah. has to be a certain number of days after they've shown last symptoms to be effective. And then you have to quarantine after their quarantine. Right. And uh, during theirs. So, like, if if someone, hypothetically, like, let's say someone lived with their mom and their mom came back positive for COVID. Your mom now has a quarantine for COVID. And everyone in the house is basically considered continually exposed until after the mom's quarantine is over. But then right. at that point, because they've been exposed up until that day, gotta, now they have to start their quarant- yeah. their quarantine. Gotcha. Um, so oh, you could potentially be off of work for like three weeks. <laughs> Which is also a problem because there's no support. Not uh, anymore. Place. They stopped it, yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's, I think that was the biggest problem they had with it that I was seeing on, oh, like when it was being talked about. It's like, uh, I know that there's very little support financially over here now, but there's still more than what you guys are getting now which that's not surprising yeah no unfortunately um california did have something in place i for i'm blanking it was ffca or something like that Mm. but basically it was paid sick leave for if you had to take time off of work because you were exposed to covid or because you were worried you might have COVID and we're getting testing and stuff. So like if your job said you can't come to work because we need you to quarantine in case you have COVID, then you could use those hours towards yeah, your too. your paycheck yeah. so that you didn't lose as much money. And it was like yeah. 80 hours, I think, something like that. So it gave people um, basically two weeks worth of time if something happened. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, yeah. they discontinued it back um, at the I, end of I got you. Sorry. You carry on. no, you're fine. I was just gonna say they ended it. Uh, I can't remember if it was October or November, but it was something like that. It hasn't been around for a little while. Um, it's frustrating that 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 stuff's happened, just because the people who would like to, you know, keep on being careful, uh, might now have to not be as careful as they as they should be, because. If they if they physically can't afford to miss that work, there's I'm not saying everyone would do it, but there's a fair there's a chance that some people would still go to work even though they, they know they're positive for COVID because they can't afford to have that time off. Mm-hmm. And that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's all a, it's all a big mess. Um, there's also the fact that if you if you test positive for COVID. And then don't have symptoms very quickly, then in theory you could come back to work faster than someone who was just exposed. Yeah. Which I think is frustrating for a lot of people. I could see that absolutely. But it's because they already have it, so we're not having to worry about the incubation periods. Yeah. 
that makes uh, I can I can definitely see both sides of that for sure. Um, overall, because I don't believe there's too much else for us to say. Quite honestly, I think a, a lot of it is going to echo what what we've uh, been saying for the last couple years is to keep yourself as safe as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, Stay inside, wear your mask, avoid the dumpster fire that is all of the stuff we're having to deal with right now. Um, it, yeah, I hope, you know, you've not got COVID. You, you know, you've managed to avoid it. I, I think I still haven't had it. As far as I know, I haven't. I, I mean, I got vaccinated, but... Yeah, I'm double vaccinated uh, as well, or triple vaccinated now. But uh, yeah, I'm si I'm signed know, up for I've my booster. I just haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like, it's as far as I'm aware, I've not had it. It's difficult to to sort of tell. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if I may have got it during like the very early stages and not known what was up. Um, back when, like, early, like late 2019, when we weren't sure what was up. I guess that's true Overall, yeah because I, I know um right at the very beginning of all of this like the very very beginning back at the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 um a really really nasty cold went through the cat hospital where I was working and yeah. at the time because it was before COVID had really been like Talked about. talked about and put out there as a thing at the time all of us just thought that it was you know your stereotypical flu that goes through the cat hospital periodically because you're all working in close quarters um for anyone who's winter. Uh, yeah for anyone who's never worked in a vet hospital there's no way to social distance between employees that you can't there's there's no physical way for two employees at a cat hospital to never be within six feet of each other because cats and dogs are not six feet long. No. And you obviously need to work together. Yeah. We have to work together. We often have to put hands on the same pet. Like, it's not like we're putting our heads right next to each other, but there's no way for us to be six feet apart. So yeah, there's, there's only a certain amount of distance you can make. Exactly. And consequently, anytime there's any kind of a cold or anything going through a vet hospital, prior to all of the mask wearing that we are now doing, it was very, very easy for it to spread from person to person because you just, you're just near each other, you're leaning on each other. Sometimes both of you are pinning a dog down together on the floor and you're like literally touching hips. There's just, there's no, you can't get around it. Um, yeah. So we just thought it was a really, really bad cold that went through. And it wasn't until later that several people were like, huh, I wonder Maybe. if it was COVID. I mean, it's difficult to know. Isn't it? There's no way we're actually going to be able to tell one way or another. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to say on this topic. It's not exactly a fun topic, but it's an important one. We hope you know, you're keeping yourself as safe as you possibly can. Uh, I have a feeling that people who might be sort of listening to this would be generally doing that anyway. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for this new season, new year, because we've started up season five now with this one, which is wild. Um, mm -hmm. Just because we've kind of lost track of when we should swap the seasons because of all the things that have happened. <laughs> so we're just doing it with the start of this new year. Uh, let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
definitely. Uh, we're, we're both definitely on the, the tired spectrum <laughs> now. We've both just finished work. Yeah, well, it's and it's fun. it's midnight for me. It's a little after midnight for me, so my, my brain has started to go night-night. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've definitely noticed that, which is why I'm... Sorry. No, 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 no. More just, like, in the, the, the camera, not in... You're, you're, you're talking, you're, you still sound great, but, like, just you... In general, it's just sagging down your chair just a bit, uh, <laughs> but I'm doing it as well. So, yeah, we are back. Hopefully this episode goes out without a hitch, and we'll sort out the other ones. And we will see you again... Either very late January or uh, very early February. And until then, well, uh, don't forget to keep myself, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.